I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. We are recording. Hello. I mean, we've, we've started recording very late. Yeah, so it is five past ten on Monday night. Oh my God, we've got so much to do still tonight. I know, I've got a good hour hour or two's worth of work to do. But we're busy for the next few days, so if we can just get everything done today, yes. be, the next few days will be easier. So easy. Yes, and we've got good things to recommend. Yeah, yeah, we've got great things to recommend. I was uh, reprimanded by our producer for not speaking into the microphone as good as you. Oh, we want to hear you. So this sounds good. In my headphones, I'm going to give you the headphones. You can have a listen. Listen to this. Am I do- Are you going to blow my mind? My, with your uh, tones? How does that sound? Pretty good. I mean, I've always said yeah. you should be on the radio. I got a face. I got a face for radio, right? No, but your voice is amazing. This is very partridge-esque, I think. No, it's not. It's just really. Do you know what? Now mm-hmm. I can understand why people just get really annoyed about us eating. You just opened your mouth and I heard you lick your lips. <laughs> like, that's, uh, it's amazing the sound on this. It is good, isn't it? Now you're going to drink just to wind us up, right? I can hear the ice. I can hear you gulping. I've, pim- I've pimped this drink. Try that. Is it a St. Clement's? Try it, see what you think. It's Robinson's Orange Barley Water. Yeah. With... Water. Yes, it's a cordial, so water in there. It's quite weak with a squeeze of lemon. A squeeze of lemon, a squeeze of fresh orange. Excuse me. It's pimped. You nailed it. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Your taste buds are on fire, on point. I have very good taste. Taste of Um, quality. I would like to say, um, you can have these headphones back even though I am really enjoying it. Okay. I would like to say that this is Making the Cup podcast. Mm -hmm. Um Basically, we're the trip advisor for your life. We tell you the things that you don't even know you want. We, 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 we are telling you what you need what you want, yeah. before you even know that you need it. And our listeners are an extremely important part of our show because um, when we're scrabbling around, we've got no idea what to recommend. They come up with the best ideas. They're so good. Yeah. So we love our listeners. Anything that you like, see, smell, hear, read, eat, um, please tell us about it if it's amazing. Um, We do not diss anything. So we only have something on. I watched something this week. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's up to scratch. Yes. I am not going to talk about it. Uh, Okay. This is the thing we watched, right? Yes. I I mean, I'm going to watch the last two. I'm going to watch the last two with you. I I don't. My feeling is we're not going to recommend recommend it. it. So, so we're not going to name it. Okay. Because it's not nice to do that. No, no, you're right. You're right. And we, we are not those people. No. So, um, let us begin. Can I just say, first yes. of all, that Susie Smith has uh, contacted us and it says, I'm sure you've checked that c- 
condone is not the word you wanted to use. Remember last week? We haven't we used. <laughs> I, I, we knew, I knew that that was the wrong word. Yeah. It's funny though, What's isn't it? How your brain. What's the opposite of condoning? To not condone. I don't condone it. You would say, I don't condone that. Oh. And we were saying, we I condone, condone that. Or, but condoning sounds like. No. No. Yeah. But condoning is agreeing. Uh, yeah, it's accepting it. What I think. were we saying that to? I can't quite, remember. I think it was something quite bad. It was bad, yeah. So we said we agreed with something. I think it was <laughs> I think it was racism in football. <laughs> I think we went, yeah, we condone that. No, we do not we condone that. We do not it. condone that. Um, but there's something else oh, that's been slightly rubbish. niggling me as well. Yeah, is go that on. I said something kind of positive about Colonel Gaddafi about two weeks ago. <laughs> and I got to bed at night and think, do people think that I was saying Gaddafi was all right? You know, and it was just in case anyone was wondering how my stance on Gaddafi <laughs> was that he was absolutely horrible and an awful person. It is just weird how Libya improved, you know, around that Stop. time. Yeah, back, but backpedal, backpedal. But I just wanted to clarify That's my position really on, on Gaddafi. Do you find that, though, where you say things and you, yes. and then for like three weeks later, they're still niggling me. Like there was something else I said a couple of weeks you, ago as well, where you, I think, oh, God, you, why did Michael, I say that? You, Michael, always say this to me, which I think is an amazing mm-hmm. quote for life, mm-hmm. and that is never ignore a niggle. Yes. And you, I think that is so true that if something <laughs> is slightly bothering you, then you've got to do something you got about to do it. Something about Don't it. ignore it, because you, the niggle will never go away. Do you know who taught me never ignore a niggle? Who? Andy. Andy. So me and Andy used to make TV programmes a long time ago, and if we were yeah. filming something that he felt or I felt wasn't quite right, mm. he'd say, it's niggling me now, let's redo it. And he used to say, never ignore a niggle. If it's not right, let's redo He's it. He's absolutely right. So... Gaddafi was niggling me. Yeah, good. <laughs> I just need to clear my position there because I'm still watching that How to Become a Tyrant thing and the Colonel Gaddafi one I've just watched and I thought, yeah, I just have to make sure people know my stance here. What I like is um, that you, you, it niggled you, but we've all forgotten. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. Sure Actually, there might forgotten. be one listener who's yeah, like, I'm not sure guy. about that guy, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> what is he thinking? And in, in t- a couple of years' time, you too will become a tyrant. Oh. And you'll be running the country and they'll all be going, God, I think we were, we were on, listening to that podcast when he started the, the becoming tyrannical. If I find myself in some kind of controversy with the newspapers or something in the future, they'll yeah. go back through these podcasts and they'll quote me as saying, yeah. oh, Gaddafi was all right, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think, no, 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 context, just said context. It again. Yes. They could edit that. Yeah, if anyone's listening who works for the Daily Mail, please, uh, don't, you know, apply don't context to... Context uh, is to, everything. Yeah, is everything, yeah. And it, As we always say. Yeah, well, there's a great Tim Minchin song called We've Cont. Done We've done this, yeah. But just in case, we might have new listeners that have not listened to the back catalogue. Sorry, I'm rustling, because while he's talking... She's I'm, getting I'm, out food. I'm getting out food. Thanks, Susie Smith, for just bringing up the condone Thank you, thing. Susie. Uh, we are pants, and without our listeners correcting our horrific grammatical errors... We are nothing. We are nothing. So, I want you to eat something. Yeah, great. I love And this is going to be a quickie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't believe you hadn't had Peter's Yard sourdough crisp bread. Uh, no, I haven't. But now, I'm very much looking forward to... I, I, I love sourdough anything. That was the snap of the sourdough crisp bread, which wow. I did right into the yeah. microphone. Mm-hmm. That's for you. Okay. So, um... Peter's Yard is a really, really nice company. All they do is make sourdough crisp breads, but they make all shapes and sizes. So you can get kind of 
pink peppercorn. Mm. You can get um, caraway sourdough crackers, Ryan charcoal sourdough, fig and spelt sourdough, um, which is amazing with cheese. Great. Um, so I just cracked these out for you to actually try the thing that I was actually going to talk about. But these, quickly, the crackers, £2.95 for a box. But sourdough crackers are gorgeous. Um, and... They are a super, super nice company. He's um, kind of a bit... He's Swedish, I think. Peter is Swedish. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of um, gone into business with um, Peter and Ian and Wendy to do a kind of Swedish-inspired bakery in the UK. And that's where they come from. But they're just nuts about sourdough. So dip into... I have brought you today... Some hummus, some hummus, right? But this is the smooth hummus you were talking yes. about. Now, Harriet, mm-hmm. who is my eldest daughter's best friend, who yep. spends a lot of time here, yes. they are inseparable. It's the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. And Harriet um, is a vegetarian, and she's introduced us to lots of you know really interesting vegetarian food. But this hummus is I normally just get the own brand hummus from wherever I'm shopping. I, it's, I always think, well, it is what it is. Hummus is what it is. But this Sabra hummus, um, and it's hummus extra, which makes me laugh because my daughters use the word extra when they're trying to describe somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love who's it. Who's like, she you know, so extra. we know people who've got a pond and they and they dye it blue. That's extra. Yeah. Like... This is called hummus People extra. People who go the like the extra mile. Anyway, this is like hummus extra. Mm. Like the, this hummus has gone the extra mile. First off, what's the first thing you notice? It's got pine nuts on the top of it. Right. That's extra. It isn't just hummus. It's mm-hmm. got some actual pine nuts on the top, which and, looks really cool. And it's got some kind of oil on it as well, which I assume mm-hmm. is some kind of olive, olive oil, oil maybe or something like that. I love, what I do with hummus generally is I put it on the plate, right? Mm. Like on a bowl or a plate or something yeah. like that. And then I dig a hole into the hummus. Yeah. So it's like a volcano. And then I fill that up with olive oil. And then balsamic goes into that as well. So it's, and then the bread. Balsamic? Yeah. And then the bread goes into the hummus, oil, and balsamic in one go. And, oh. You see, for me, the you bread's lost got me butter on it as well. Because yeah. the bread's got butter on it. The bread's got butter on it as well. Oh, God, I love that. Mm? Well done. Okay. Now, don't eat too closely to the mic. Okay. People Please. don't like it, do they? It looks very smooth, this hummus. So Harriet introduced me to this. And at the beginning, I didn't like it because I felt like it was too smooth. But this is amazing. Now, Sabra, I can't see, like, hang on, I'm going to go to the Sabra story because I was a bit lost as to how they started. But it's basically, it's good for people, good for our company, good for the environment. It's just plain good. They're sourcing. Um, the family farmers we proudly entrust to grow our Sabra chickpeas um, and Sabra's Pearl Centre of Excellence. I'm trying to see where their business is based and I can't see, but I think it's in America. But uh, what's okay. interesting mm-hmm. is the packaging on the Sabra um, website is different and the and the logo is different from the Sabra that you get oh, in the UK. Because this looks like so Middle this Eastern, looks Middle Eastern, it? It like totally. Turkish, and I wonder whether... I don't know. But that's quite normal, I think, for brands to rebrand in different countries to try and appeal think? to different markets. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, they make guacamole, they make hummus, 
Um, all kind of dippy dippy stuff. Greek olive hummus, classic hummus, and caramelized onion and smoked paprika hummus. I got, uh, caramelized onions don't belong in hummus, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I've bought caramelized onion hummus by mistake once or twice. And? I, like, I was offended by it. Oh, really? I don't, I don't yeah. I'm not recommending caramelized on, onion hummus. I just don't think it's it's a thing. I, what I do like, what yeah. I've realised, what I do like is reduced fat hummus. Seems to what? be more, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what they do when when they, you buy reduced fat hummus, but it seems more lemony. Like they've got like some citrusy kind of twang in there or something, and that's nice. To me, reduced fat anything, yes, is so a crime. I bought it by mistake, but. I did end up liking it. I also like Pizza Express dressing reduced fat. The light one is better, I think, than the actual normal Pizza Express dressing. Anyway, let's just go back to this. You're right. The smooth texture is quite weird to get used to, but it is really nice. Oh, and, and I, the sourdough crisp oh. bread is a game changer. What I would like is a smither of butter on there as well. <laughs> yes, and I mean, I think it needs. It could have some kind of. It needs some stuff. The stuff going on with it, but mm. it's absolutely delicious. Can't mm. recommend it high enough. Sabra hummus. And where with did you get it from? Peter's Yard. I got it from Sainsbury's. Okay, that is very very nice. Um, Michael, okay. mm-hmm. thanks for playing with me. It's a pleasure. I always enjoy the game. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, um, I like playing with you. But I do genuinely like that. And I good. Harriet will be really pleased. Yeah. She's introduced us to something and it made the cut. Mm. Um, we have been watching something else, which I'd like to um, talk to people about. Oh, yeah. Now, um, this has been recommended to us many, many times. Because yeah. Because it came out in January this year. I kept thinking, oh, I'll get around to watching that at some point. There's great actors in it and all the rest of it. So Freddie Fox is in it. Mark Addy's in it, who was um, most oh, famously yes. in The Full Monty. Um, but the most famous person in it is probably Stephen Graham, who's a brilliant actor. He's been in he's lots so good. of stuff. And he's worked with... I think, I think it came Scorsese out last year. Well, it says... Yeah, it says January 2020. Sorry, yes. I've literally... I've lost a year. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we all have. Like we all have. So it has been recommended a lot. I think it was originally on ITV. It rates 7.4 on IMDb, and it's called White House Farm. Um, so thank you to everybody who recommended, because it's been on our radar it's for quite a long time. It's absolutely brilliant. But it's, been on, it's taken a long time to get around to watching it, and I think we were just mooching about looking for something to watch, mm-hmm. and you said, let's watch this, I mm-hmm. think. And then Holly, you said, Holly had said. Had she? Yeah. I th- but, and I then think you I, think you've watched it before. I think I have. <laughs> but can I just say, yeah, being yeah. menopausal does have its benefits, and one of them is... I could literally read a book and two years later pick it up and not have any recollection of the storyline whatsoever. Mm. I wonder whether your brain is just full. Uh, it's definitely full. It can't I mean, this is what the doctor called cognitive overload. Yes. I have so much information in there. Mm. And then, it, you know, combined with if some days I don't have enough estrogen flowing around my body and I get mm. a bit of brain fog, forget it. But um, this TV show, I, I thought I had seen it before, but I literally can't remember any of it. Okay. So I'm hoping I haven't. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good I that have, you can't remember I've it. Either I've been drinking a lot of alcohol and I've been in blackout, which we all know hasn't happened. So we are currently watching it on Netflix, and the story revolves around a true story of a fateful night in August 19th. 85. Now, I remember this story quite well at the time. Yes, I can't so remember I. the outcome of the story. Mm. 
1985, when five members of the same family are murdered in an Essex farmhouse and the ensuing police investigation and court case that follows, it's a kind of whodunit of a true story, really. And it seems quite obvious to start with, but obviously because there's six episodes and, you know, you get the whole scene in episode one of something going wrong, you realise that the story's got to go somewhere. But I'm, I'm yet to unpick it. I'm assuming I know what happens, but I'm not entirely sure. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Even Stephen Graham's Welsh accent is uh, is is impressive. I feel like and, British drama, when it's really good, yes. is hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, Nordic noir comes very close, but when it's yes. when you've got really great British actors mm-hmm. all coming together in a drama, I would say the one thing, and I I. You have almost ruined any hair, kind hair of and makeup. Yes, right? yeah, no. not makeup. I don't. I don't go forensic on makeup. Okay. But I've really started. If a if a character slightly jars with me, I, I immediately think, is it the hair? Yeah. And um, Freddie Freddie Fox. Yes, so Freddie Fox is a fantastic Bamber. actor. Yep. But he's naturally a blonde, mm-hmm. and he does look like a natural blonde in a dark wig. Yes. He doesn't think, look like he's naturally dark. I think it's his hair. I think they've coloured it brown. Oh. But that's what's jarring with you because it doesn't suit his complexion. It doesn't suit his complexion, exactly. Jeremy Bamber was a brunette. Dark, and yeah. then they've decided they would make him a brunette. I mean, sometimes I, don't, I think they get it wrong. I think you'd better off just keeping him blonde. Mm. But it's also a bit like saying, well, Stephen Graham should have just played it as a scouser and not a Welshman as well. I sometimes feel like, uh, you know... The actor wants to use but isn't his he a skills. Good, is, is that not a good Welsh accent? It's a very good Welsh accent, but I think sometimes the problem is I know he's a scouser doing a Welsh accent because we've mm. seen him in a, as a scouser in so many things. Mm. What is interesting, when I first, the only, the first time I ever saw Robert Carlyle was in the Full Monty. I just mm. assumed he was a Yorkshireman and I had no idea he was a Scottish guy. And then when I saw wow. him in train spotting, I was like, God, he's good at that Scottish accent. Wow. Yeah. It was a bit like watching The Wire, like McNulty, I just assumed oh he was American. Oh, my God. Idris Elba, I thought he was I American. met Idris Elba mm. on the carpet, red carpet somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, what, you're English? I <laughs> could not believe it, but I guess I'm not American, so I wouldn't pick up on it. But yeah. Renee Zellweger's English accent. In yes, the first time oh I ever saw her, was, God, I thought she's so English. So good. It's not the actor's fault. It's, it, I guess it's the viewer's fault for... for for making the assumption that that's where they are. But uh, having said that, Stephen Graham's accent is brilliant. All the acting's brilliant. I think the locations are fantastic and it's really gripping. I mean, I don't think we'll squeeze an episode in tonight because we've got too much to do. We'll try. Maybe doze off. Yeah. I mean, what's good about something that was made on ITV that's on Netflix is you can kind of see where the ad breaks come. Yeah. And you can stop there, make a cup of tea and snooze. Um, not snooze. <laughs> we, we could stop and fall asleep though. Too. But it's, it's very good. We would massively recommend it, and thank you for recommending it to us because you and my daughter Holly uh, were absolutely right. It's a corker. Yeah. I am really, really excited to talk about this. I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks. Molly, mm-hmm. who is my agent came to a job the other day and she was wearing what looked like an Apple Watch but it had like a just a super super nice proper watch watch strap now I have got an Apple Watch and the reason why I don't wear my Apple Watch is because my Apple Watch looks like a Fitbit watch and I like a watch to look like a watch (laughs) 
Oh, really? Is that what you like no, it to but, look like? Am I making any sense at all? You are, yes. They, they look sort of like a... Like I mean, a toy. I often, I, yes. Like I often like see toy. people wearing two watches, which yeah. seems completely obscene. I wear two like, from time to time. You know, yeah. you've got the watch on this side because you like your watch and it's like a piece of mm-hmm. jewellery, but then on the other side you've also got your watch which doubles up as a Fitbit or whatever, yeah. or an Apple Watch. And... Um, but it looks too... Too much like one of those kind of gimmicky things. Anyway, there's a company called mywatchstrap.co. All one word, mywatchstrap.co. It sells straps for Apple Watches and Fitbits. And it's got accessories as well that you can get. And basically, the, the ones that I particularly like are the stainless steel ones. So when you um, click onto the stainless steel butterfly for an Apple Watch, so say you've got the one that is, um, it's black, uh, it just looks really, really nice. Really nice. The black one with the black face. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I really, really love the gold, but they also do a two-tone one. I mean, I love the gold one. It's yeah. so nice. Something bling bling about too, gold. Oh, yes. It's very... Stainless um, steel gold mm. is particularly nice as well. So how much is that? And rose gold, um, £39. That's more like it, isn't it? Because crikey, some of them are expensive from Apple. It's breathtaking. Oh, it's absolutely obscene. Yeah. And let's have a look at some of the other ones. So there's um, stainless steel loop strap for Apple Watch. It's mm. £29. They're on sale. Normally they're 55 um, and they've also got a metal steel link uh, one in black, and they've got a very nice um, closing system on them, so they're very easy to uh, put on and take off. But they just make it look like a proper piece of jewellery as opposed to... And also with um, um, the straps, it means that you can wear them in the shower. You can get kind of... You can take your... Can't you in I the think shower? The it's new like, ones are, um, are water resistant. Water yeah. resistant, yes. not proof. So bath, not such a great idea, but you can get them wet essentially. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the fit bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I do not condone that kind of I, language I didn't on this mean podcast. To talk about myself. Sorry. <laughs> um, the Fitbit is um, a stainless steel loop. Um, which comes in all different sorts of colours. And again, it just looks really nice. So you get a strap for your Fitbit? Yeah. Oh, so it's not just an Apple Watch strap? No, no, no. It's like all different... Yeah. Oh, wow, great. It's like they're taking any kind of fitness gear... Yes, and and giving you a strap. Giving you a strap that you can put on it, which I really like. And also they sell accessories. Mm -hmm. So they sell a link remover tool, which is really useful, Mm -hmm. because if you've got any kind of watch, that's really handy, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Um, they've got a wireless charging station. They sell screen protectors. Nice. Um, they've got an AirPods Pro protective case. And, I mean, we're talking £9.99. They've got warranties. They've got... I mean, they're, it's just a really, really good company. It's all very affordable, and it makes your watch look much nicer. Very good. Give us the name again of the website. It is called mywatchstrap.co. .co is really taking off, isn't it? Obviously, .com... Is it a thing? I think it's become a, it's become more acceptable. If you can't get the .com, you used to get the .co.uk. But if you need an international website, people have now adopted .co. .tv was around for a while. You had I really... A, I liked .tv. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're in TV, it seems like a good one to have. Mm. I think I had mdlondon.tv for a while. Mm. Um, I did get Michael Douglas.london. They, yeah. reduced, they, they, they gave out these 
you could go into a lottery for a dot London address. Yes. And I went into a lottery and won Michael Douglas dot London. But um, it goes, it often goes into people's spam. So an email I had for a long time was Michael at Michael Douglas dot London. <gasps> Just quite That's good, right? so nice. Um, but everyone kept saying, "Oh, your email has gone into my spam <laughs> because didn't, computers didn't like dot London." So that is an actual address. Dot co. I thought that was like some yeah. weird. Dot co. Oh wow. Um, and there's. But I'm I mean, so I'm so behind the curve. Well, not necessarily, you know. Um, anyway, um, very that is good. great. I like that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, as you know, uh, my dad came over to visit us uh, this week, uh, and he likes wine, my dad. Mm -hmm. And I had a bottle of wine on the kitchen worktop that Mm -hmm. someone had brought around uh, as a gift here, I think. They brought Mm -hmm. some wine around and left it. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love a Bourgogne. A Bourgogne and a Pinot Noir are my two favourite wines. So he, a Bourgogne. He a bor- a bo- mm? Bourgogne. Mm, I like it. So um, anyway, my dad's like, oh, it's a nice bottle of wine there. I was like, is it? He said, yeah. And then he came and showed me how he knew it was a nice bottle of wine because he has this app on his phone called... I've downloaded it. Me too. It's called Have you? Vivino. Yeah, I was going to talk about it. Were you? Yeah. Well, we can both talk about it's it. It's really, really. It's I mean, amazing, I don't. Right? But, and especially for a complete novice, novice like me. Yes. So if I go to a supermarket, which I do a lot because I'm the one that does the shopping, mm-hmm. but I end up people go get me some beer, get me some wine, some wine get me yeah. some booze. I know absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there for hours just going. Well, I'll get the one for sort of this price bracket. It, yes, you're judging it on price, right, but on nothing else, And that's not right, right yes. because often you can get an absolute blinder of a bottle of wine mm-hmm. um, at a at a really really mm-hmm. good price, but I wouldn't know which one. But we like a couple of years ago, we went for dinner somewhere, and someone brought three bottles of this red wine. Wow, I was just blown away by how good it was. Mm. But I didn't take a picture of it or anything like that. I have no idea. I'll never find it again. Mm. So this is an app, whereas if you see a bottle of wine, you open the Vivino app and you press the camera button and you can take a picture of the wine itself. And then once you've taken a picture of the wine label, that's all you need, um, and you get a clear picture of it, it scans that label and it tells you exactly what it is you're looking at. God, your camera lens is very greasy, isn't it? (laughs) What's been going on there? Um, 
crikey. I think uh, you need to cover it in lip salve. Um, tan lotion. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty brilliant, this app. So this is a McGuigan Estate Shiraz. Um, it's had 57 ratings from various users of the app. It's got a four out of five stars. Um, it tells you that it is... Um, Good. I mean, it, it, the rough price of it is £10. £10.43 is the average price. It tells you that it's among 8% of all the wines in the world. This is in the top 8% of all wines in the world. So that's wow. quite interesting. And then it tells you that it's very bold. Um, it's got references to smooth, um, dry, sweet, soft, acidic. Uh, 120 mentions of blackberry, plum and black fruit from various people who've reviewed it pepper, eucalyptus and cinnamon. So it's just really, really good. It says a solid 3.9, great value bottle of wine. And then there's lots of people who've reviewed it. What's interesting about the app is that if you've drank a bottle of wine that you like, Mm. you basically say, I liked this bottle of wine. Mm. And the app develops a kind of knowledge of your taste of the things you've liked and the things you've not liked and then starts to recommend you wines that it thinks you would like. Oh, my God. So that Burgoyne, for instance, I would would say I'd like that, so I'd like that. I don't like that Shiraz very much, which is why I've not drunk it. And then there's a few others. So eventually it starts to learn the kind of things you would like. But you can can also put... something about wine? Mm -hmm. Is it true Mm -hmm. that if there's a bottle of wine and it's got a cork in it Mm -hmm. it's nicer than the bottle of wine with a screw cap no there's absolutely nothing to do with it why doesn't all wine have a screw cap then because that's so much easier most of it does these days tesco's from what i remember tesco tesco um from what i remember uh reading was the first supermarket to say that they were only going to stop stock wine with screw tops really yeah now whether they stock now corked wines and screw tops or whether I read that wrong or not, I don't know. But I remember once they'd adopted it, a big, big player like that, buying huge amounts of wine, then it really made a big shift in the industry. But there was no real uh, benefit to having a cork or not having a cork. Uh, it's quite authentic having a cork wine I mean, it that does you have feel, to open. It feels nice. And it, to me, it feels... Like it is going to be a better wine, even a, though it might not be. I think there's a ritual about wine mm. as well, is that you cork, mm. the, you pull out the cork, it's got that sound, you let it breathe for a while, and you know you pour a little bit or you decant it. There's something nice about the ritual. And traditional, and it feels old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. And somehow we've come to believe that old wine is better. And yes. it feels from sort of an olden age, whereas a screw top feels modern mm. and new wine isn't well, as good type of thing. I guess the idea is that, is that one particular year will produce a very nice grape. Yes. So that year is considered great. And if the wine is stored carefully, mm. then that kept wine is always going to be great. You know it's going to be great. I don't think it necessarily gets better with age, as far mm. as I'm aware, but it's just that you knew that that year was a brilliant year. Lots of people really invest in wine, don't they? Oh yes, I've got I, a, a friend of mine is a wine dealer, like mm. to the royal family and all sorts wow. of stuff. You know, that's his job. And I rang him one day and I said, "Okay, so if I put ten grand into wine, what, what would I get?" And he said, oh, "He's like, well, it depends what you bought, and it depends how long you, you want to keep hold of it for." But he did say, "China have gone crazy for beef, basically. So there's this huge influx of them cattle farming out in China to produce 
you know, more and more beef, but with that beef, they want more and more wine. Red so wine. they really mm. want a lot of red wine. So he said, if you buy 10 grams worth of wine, store it here and take it to China in 10 years' time, you probably make a lot of money, you know. So it is an interesting investment, but it's only like classic cars or Bitcoin mm. or whatever, you know, it can go up and go <gasps> down. Tell everybody. How oh, is your, the Bitcoin. How's it, how's it doing today? Uh, should we have a quick look yes. at the old Binance app? So, so Michael... Um, Put five thousand pounds yes. into Bitcoin or different various types of Bitcoin. <laughs> He's pulled a face. It's not good news, people. So my five grand went up to about eight grand, but I I bottled it and decided not to sell it. I thought, oh, wait till it gets to eight or nine, then it plummeted and then it really plummeted. It's now worth six hundred and fifty-three pounds. Oh that five thousand pounds. But it has been as low as three hundred pounds, and and You're this always week always so positive. Yeah, no, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm an optimistic kind of guy, right? So it went as low as three hundred pounds, but this week it went up to twelve hundred pounds. So it went from three hundred to twelve hundred pounds, which is an increase of about three hundred percent, two hundred percent, more than that. Yeah. Um. So, had I took another five grand and bought in at the three hundred pound, and it went to twelve hundred pounds, I would have tripled my money. Mm. So I would have won back what I lost. That's the gambling aspect to it. I am not a gambler. I am just going to sit on this money and see it's what right. happens. It. I've invested in a coin called Super Farm, and it is, you know, I'm slightly wishing I hadn't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing super about this farm. That's for sure. It's like Clarkson's farm. It's we, not we making had, any we money. Had really high hopes, didn't we? Yes, I still, I still think exciting. it'll make a, a, a good recovery. But it might require me to, because what it could do is get to twelve hundred. I could take the money out at twelve hundred, wait till it drops to three hundred, put it all back in, mm-hmm. uh, and then just keep playing the system as mm-hmm. it goes up and down. But, you don't. Uh, but I've not, I've not done that yet. But I anyway. mean, that's more for people who like are making well, tr- a living tr- out, yeah, of it. out of it, and there is a lot of people doing that. I'm so excited about the next thing I'm talking to you about. Well, good because I want to hear it. I can see the excitement. I don't know who sent me this. No? No, this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's funny. You just get stuff, don't you, that turns up? Stuff just turns up, Mm. but this is really good stuff. Okay, hit me with it. So this is a company called Neat. You know, last week we were talking about companies that just make up a name. Yeah. This one is just called Neat, and I really appreciate that. N, and it's even spelt the same way. Mm -hmm. N-E-A-T. Okay. How nice is that? It's very good. I okay. can't believe you could trademark that, but they must have done and it. And the .com is neatclean.com. Wow. How did they well get done. that? Congratulations to them. So this is what's really interesting. Mm-hmm. They say some very clear and concise things on their opening page, which really made me think. Did you know most cleaning products are 90% water? If I cannot do great things, this is in quote marks, the if I cannot do. So in quote marks, if I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. Nice. Martin Luther King Jr. So that's a whole lot of unnecessary water being shipped around the world and mostly in single-use packaging. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that Mm -hmm. either. All of that water just being shunted around the world in single-use packaging. And we believe that people on the planet deserve better. We're here to help protect our planet by creating simple and beautiful solutions that inspire everyone to make sustainable choices. We make lovely cleaning products that perform brilliantly and cut down on waste. No single-use plastic, 
no need to ship water around the world. It must be as good, if not better, than what already exists. Our products are our story. They work, they excite. They're simple, they're accessible. Our values, simple, real, bold, positive. This is how we want to act. So, one year's conventional cleaning, you know, I mean, you could be using, just in washing up liquid Mm -hmm. alone, maybe 12 washing up bottles a, a year, maybe less, depending on how big your family is. But in one year's neat cleaning, you still have your one aluminium bottle. So they give you okay. an aluminium bottle, mm-hmm. which I've got in the kitchen. Do you want to see it? I, I saw it earlier, so okay. that's all right. We'll you, take a picture you of it get, yeah. You get your aluminium bottle, and it's got a little dotted line at the top of the bottle, mm-hmm. and you fill it up to that line, which is 470 ml of tap water. Oh, okay. Then you pour in the refill. Is this... Cleaning cordial. It's cleaning cordial. Yeah, okay. <gasps> How interesting. That is such a great uh-huh. name for it. You put the nozzle in, yep. you give it a good shake, and then you're good to go. I've been using it all day. Mm-hmm. They've got, they sent me um, an anti-back um, multi-surface cleaner, a multi-surface cleaner, a window cleaner. It's really, really good stuff. So these I've been little bottles it. are the concentrate yes. of cleaning fluid. yes. So you fill up to the water with a level and yes. then tip that in. Yes. Mix it gently, presumably, yes. and then spray it around. Yes. And I've been cleaning Brilliant. the agar with it. Yes. And that agar takes a battering. Yeah. And is also very, very hot mm-hmm. and quite, you know, you've got to kind of use something really good on there. And it's spotless. The agar's spotless. Wow. There's a lot of different kind of environmentally friendly mm-hmm products out there but all of them use well all of them that i've found use single-use plastic this yes, aluminium bottle or something like that is, is really good use, yeah also they mm-hmm. have a little you know because the aluminium if you were to put it down constantly on a kitchen work surface or whatever mm-hmm. it makes a loud bang the noise is quite aggressive what they've done is they've put a little rubber band oh, of sort of like a thin strip of rubber around the bottle which is color color coded so it means that if you can't read the label on the bottle, you know that the purple one's your glass. Oh, okay, yes, And yes. your pink one's yep. the, you know, anti yes. or this. So it's colour-coded, so you can just quickly mm. reach for something very easily. It also means that when you put it down, it doesn't make a noise mm-hmm. on your kitchen counter. Yeah. It's very nice to touch and feel, and obviously aluminium is recyclable. They've, it feels like they've adopted some of the beauty industry and put it into yes. the cleaning industry. Yes. Yeah, well, I've, t- I've talked about this before, how, like, bottles of bleach are very ugly-looking things. Yes. Yet, you know, they're, you've got to keep them in your bathroom or, or somewhere close to the bathroom. Mm. So they're often out around the bathroom, and I always think, why don't they make them look nice, like beauty products or something like that? I realise that you might put bleach on your face if that's the case. I mean, you're absolutely you right. Idea. And I think when you look at this product... looks. Nice, it's a actually. really it's cool. good looking product. Yeah. It's really cool and it looks kind of great in your cupboard. And just to give you an idea on price, so the Essentials Bundle, which is basically what I got sent. In fact, I got sent four, but um, the Essentials Bundle, £22. Oh, wow. The Custom Starter Pack Bundle, um, you can choose any three, mm-hmm. £22. And a Refill Sampler Bundle um, is £21. And you can choose any 10 refills mm-hmm. for £21. And you all buy from the website? Yep. 
buy okay. them from the website. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll be everywhere very soon. But oh, they've got you know? multi-surface, they've got bathroom, they've got glass and mirror, um, multi-surface. The grapefruit is off the charts amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got mango and fig, seagrass and lotus. I mean, the smells are absolutely delicious. And very simple to use, very simple to navigate. I would highly, highly recommend them. Good for the environment and sustainable. I'm going to try the old... You've got the glass and mirror cleaner there. I yeah. love cleaning glass. I know. Mirrors. Can yeah. I just say something? I yeah. did take a photograph of you cleaning windows the other day. Because <laughs> I found it really attractive. Did you? you like and I thought, oh, I'm cleaner. just going to take a picture of that and keep it. Well, because there was something lovely. You, There was something so lovely about it that you took such great care and attention that you didn't just sort of spray, you know, the, mm-hmm. the glass and then sort of squeegee it off. You squeegeed and then you had a cloth in your back pocket yeah. that Lin- you then got rid cloth. of all the drips. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was beautiful. You know where that comes from? No. Cleaning mirrors in hair salons for all my life. Oh for all my, my working God, life. Oh my God, I yeah. didn't think about that. You, you know, people... They don't want to stand in front of a dirty mirror, right? It wants to be spotless, the mirror. So the first thing you learn, really, as a hairdresser is how to clean a mirror and get it really, really clean. So oh, I love this podcast you, so much. Yeah. I, would, I would not have known that. Even when you were doing it and you saw me take the picture, yeah. we didn't have this chat. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? So I do love getting glass and mirrors really clean. So I have a, a technique, which is a kind of window lean, first yeah. of all, or some kind of cleaning thing, which would be this. So I'm going to give this a try. Then I like to smear that everywhere with some yeah. kind of wet cloth that's doused in windoline, really, yeah. so you can get all the dead flies off it and stuff like that. Or neat, yeah. Uh, then you squeegee, then a, a dry, lint-free cloth, and you need two or three of these as you go along, because the wetter they get, the worse they become. But as they're dry, they get rid of the smears. And you only have two or three smears from the squeegee, yes. you only get from the edge of the squeegee, then you get a really clean finish on it. Um, but yes, I, I'm going to try this out, and because uh, uh, I've got a well, lot of, I've got a lot to compare it to. It's like a diet coke break for me. So if you could let me know when you're going to do it, okay, I'll come, yes, I'll come and watch. I'll do it topless. <laughs> oh God, a, some kind of vest. Yeah, and well, a girdle underneath the vest, perhaps no, just a topless. Just in. <laughs> Very good. Well, my favourite cleaning products is Viacal. Viacal is the greatest bathroom cleaner. To me, cleaner. it feels like... Toxic waste. The most toxic. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It does not <laughs> muck about, right? You spray that on the chrome, give it I three minutes. It, is it called Viacil? No, I think it's Cal. It's K- K-A-L, I'm sure it is at the end. You can have a look. Okay, we're going to Google that. But blimey, if you want clean chrome taps, that's the trick. But if you leave it on like an hour too long... They've probably melted. No, probably no taps left yet. But, and you have to wear gloves if you're using it, but... I mean, I want stuff to work, you know what I mean? Like, You're absolutely right. You said I was going to get rid of lime scale and soap scum. Then let's see it do that. Uh, Very good. It's a K-A-L. Is it? Yeah. You're amazing. Um, Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, Now, because we're recording in a new way, Mm -hmm. I have no way of knowing how long we've been recording now because the time code is in beats per minute rather than... Like actual time. Well, I would say you that think, oh, um, we could definitely talk um, about some shout outs and yes, we okay. could wrap up. Well, I'll tell you, one other thing is that my son's at film school, as you know, and he's got access to lots of film scripts, uh, original film scripts. So oh, yeah. they're, they're so original, the film scripts, they might be the first draft. Yeah. And as you know, films get rewritten many, many times. I didn't know. There was that. an amazing uh, statistic that for. Every film you watch on, on the, the cinema, 
It's been rejected at least nine times before it got commissioned, at least. And it would have gone through at least ten rewrites at that point as well, and possibly have had five to seven different writers make it. So whoever wrote it originally is rarely the person you see on screen where it says written by. The story has come way before that and ended up with somebody else that's been rewritten and turned into something else. I would be so sad. It's amazing that, isn't it? If that was my film that had been... Yeah. One of the other fantastic things I learned about the movie industry is that if you're making a film, let's say you'd written a film and you were producing it and making it, it's highly likely that somewhere else in the world your film is being made as well because somebody else has had the same idea and is making the same film. And what the movie studios do is they buy up all those other films and shelve them so nobody gets to see them and they put out the one film they think will get the biggest audience. So I know two movie writers who've made films that got made, edited, finished and shelved. No one's ever seen them. Heartbreaking, that isn't it? Oh, god, I know. That's so bad. <laughs> but you remember what happened to Tim Minchin in that film? You know, yeah. he got written off as a tax write off. It's a yeah. crazy thing, anyway. To get back to the story, was that my son brought home the script for the original script for Minority Report, mm-hmm. which was written as a short story originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written as a, a, a then to be made into a short film, a 15 minute film. And then for whatever reason, Spielberg decided he wanted to turn it into a proper movie and he made it. And of course, Anyone might know it. It stars uh, Tom Cruise. It's a fantastic cast in it. And Samantha Morton, awesome. I think, is in there as well. And it's a really good story. And I think it's also very relevant because people are essentially being arrested and put in prison for crimes they're likely to commit, that they're going to they're gonna commit, essentially. So, you know, there's all this thing going on at the moment with unconscious bias, you know, the idea that you're... Uh, you know, you're a problem to society without realising it, you know. And people are being kind of penalised for their unconscious thoughts. So they're being kind of penalised in some way for thoughts that they're not even aware that they're having. What do you mean? Well, uh, your unconscious is something you're, you've no control over. No, I know, over, but right. how are we being punished for thoughts that we're not having? Uh, well, when I say you're being punished is that people are being forced to take uh, courses and trading and things like that in their place of work on unconscious bias and university students are being uh, put through these mandatory uh, courses as Sonny went through one at film school recently on unconscious bias um, but I, d- I don't necessarily understand what you're supposed to do about thoughts that you don't know that you're having you know you can't do anything about them the whole thing seems rather odd oh to yeah me. god that is true yeah how are you supposed to do something about a thought you don't know you're going to have or that you might have or you haven't had yet yeah so Minority Port taps into that idea that people are being arrested and put in prison for murders that they haven't committed Mm. but the Minority Report machine predicts that you will commit the murder and Mm. that's enough you know but of course the Minority Report in the film is a report that's got a glitch in the system you know anyway if anyone's not seen it it's a really good film also, it's worth oh having a look on the YouTubes for the making of the film because it was made in, I think, 2002 and they did an enormous amount of research into what the future might be like because the film's set in 2054 and there's lots of stuff in the film, like the way you move, you know, like the way we use an iPad and we just use our fingers to swipe across things. This is all stuff that's in Minority Report because they knew that technology was around, but it wasn't available at the time. Wow. Um, targeted advertising is in there as well that wasn't available at the wow. time. They knew was coming. So there's a bit where Tom Cruise, I think he's called 
I can't remember what he's called, but he's walking through a shopping centre and there's targeted adverts just for him as he's walking through the shopping centre and, of course, that's all happening as well. So there's, there's lots of brilliant little things in there. They were so well-researched about what the future might look like. So I really enjoyed watching it. Me and Sonny read the script and then sat through the movie and it was brilliant. It's amazing how much of the script had changed by the time it got to the movie. But that film's on available on Netflix, so it's easy to watch. It's over two hours, but it rates really well on IMDb. I think it's about 8.1 or something like that. But, mm. oh, I right enjoyed it. Mm. And it was... I loved it when it came out. Yeah. And it's the film where Tom Cruise looks most like Tom Cruise. You know, like now he looks like he's had a bit of work and... He's obviously a bit old and he dyes his hair and stuff like that. I still think he looks fantastic, by the he way. He looks amazing. Yeah. But it's the last film I remember thinking, oh, that's the young Tom Cruise, mm. you know. I can't wait for the new Mission Impossible film, by the way. Me um, too. So, let's do a few shout-outs. Um, let's see what's going on. I mean, our, our podcast only came out on Friday. Mm. And it's only Monday. Yeah, so... This... So, there's there's limited, um, limited people of... Uh, oh... So, Katie Foster sent us um, a picture of... You know, I reviewed Croster and Mollica. She sent us a picture of their breadsticks. Mm-hmm. So, maybe Michael, the... Maybe the bre- yeah? Before you go any further, uh-huh. I'm going to get you to put the iPad here because you're not... that It's directional and we lose you when you look over it. Oh, okay, okay. That's How's better. That? So, um, it says, Oh, my God, heard you talking about Croster and Mollica today. Have you tried their breadsticks? Absolute favourites. You can also pick them up at Costco's. Yeah, so she did send us a picture, but you know what happens in Instagram? The picture disappeared. So I saved the picture. I was a very good boy. Well done. Um, If only I knew how to find. There. Ooh! Yeah, rosemary lingueta flatbreads. So that looks good, doesn't it? Excuse me, do you know what would be good on that? Uh The hummus. Um, Oh, yeah. So this is a message from Susie Smith, actually, and I was reading out something from... um, This is two people that have sent us this, then. That's quite... That's Katie Foster I was was reading out from. Um, Yeah, they're great. And they do pizzas. Yeah, well, you remember I said they did the pizza base? Base. That was our recommended, but... But they um, actually do pizza pizza. Pancetta mushrooms. Stop it. I really like this brand. And she, Katie Foster also sent us that picture, which I reposted, Aww. which is, she's... Thanks, Katie. She loves a bit of bamboo. The bamboo. Um, let's have a look. Yes, this is McMahon, Lindsay McMahon. Uh, we have talked about her name before. <laughs> she yeah. said, I thought life would be easier as McMahon, but she's, we're making her doubt this. No, you stick with it, uh, Lindsay McMahon. Thanks her so maiden much. name was Boar. Oh, my maiden name was Boar. That's uh, quite funny. Like, she's definitely better off with McMahon. No question. I knew it was McMahon. She says, thanks for the stretcher, the shout out about the stretcher run. The stretcher run sounded great. Well done. Really amazing. Well done. Joe Osborne sent us a picture of the Kentucky Fried Chicken Walkers Max. I've got these back in St. Albans. You've got to bring them down here. I need to try one. She said they're at home bargains this evening. Oh, Um, wow. Couldn't not really. They are yummy. I've really got to try that. Um, and Helen Lacey sent this picture. Now, it's yeah. from an Instagram account, but it hasn't got the Instagram account on it. It's been cropped off it, but it's a loyal customer oh. and his barber over the years. Oh, so, Michael, this is so heartwarming. It's brilliant, isn't it? So this is a, a guy who goes to get his hair cut at the barbershop and takes a picture of himself getting his hair cut. 
and it looks, looks what, like, like every five years or so. Well, that, that looks like the sixties. Maybe to ten years. Every ten years. It could be seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, you know, every ten I think years you're or right. something like that. But it's really, really good. So oh. Helen A. Lacey sent us that, and she said, "Saw this and thought of you. Isn't it great? Oh, that's it is so really nice. great because you do develop relationships with your hairdressers, and you don't. Well, like literally, but um, you don't feel." <laughs> I just suddenly yeah, realised yeah, what I said, yeah. but you, you, you are yes. literally faithful. Mm. I mean, I am like an extremely loyal yes, you, person, yeah, yeah. and when I, you know, get someone that I love using in anything, I'll yeah, yeah. go like, right, okay, and we stick together for stick years together. and years yes. and decades and decades. Yeah. And so you and Cheryl, you know, it's yes. twenty years. It's mm. just crazy but i've got clients that i've been doing for nearly 30 years wow who is your longest standing client give Um, them a shout out they deserve well Anne mitchell who's an actress mitchell i i know all about yeah yeah so i mean i don't i won't say how old she is she won't thank me for that but blimey you know i've been doing her hair for a very very long time and Uh, she's lovely you love her don't you? yeah of course you have amazing chats yeah say what great chats you have um, Alison Meredith says, hi guys, love your podcast. Look forward to it on the Friday dog walk. Um, I can listen to the new episodes. Got a recommendation for you. Ragnarok on Netflix. Oh no, Ragnarok. Yeah. It's amazing. Two seasons will hopefully be a third one to be announced soon. We watch it with English subtitles as listening to them speak Norwegian yes. is much better. It's one of the best things we've watched for ages. It's a Norwegian fantasy drama based on Norse mythology. 7.5 on IMDb. And then she says, P.S. It's coming home. It's coming home. Enjoy the match. This is from the 11th of July. So Alison Meredith, it didn't come home, sadly. But this is a great recommendation. Thank you very much. I love uh, certain bits of mythology. And I also love Nordic anything. Yes, it is good, isn't it? Nordic anything. Now, Ragnarok's got a Thor feeling hasn't it yes must must do must do yeah i wonder if it's a marvel thing um thanks very much indeed alison that's great we'll look forward to having a little look at that um at some point um oh and then adrian hards that 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 his name adrian adrian hards yeah um good morning you sort of go hards do you know what it was one thing that's quite funny is that i only read out messages from women we get so many messages from women i was thinking Adrian, that, that must be a guy. Oh, this is great. Got a bloke. But Adrian could also be a girl's name, right? So were you looking at, like, whether it was an Adriana Hard? Yes, I was, like... I was trying to work out. There was a gender issue I was having problems with there. I wonder I... what pronoun uh, we should use here. Adriana Hard. And, of course, Adrian was the famous Adrian. lady in Rocky. Um But, Adrian, good morning. Just a quick word to say, if you enjoyed the Sophie documentary, which we did... You should really check out a podcast called West Cork. If you're confused now, just wait till you've listened to it. Keep up the good work, Adrian. That sounds great. And that must, what, more about Sophie? Well, it could be, couldn't it? It it, it implies it is, because I'm sure that was in West Cork. Yeah, somebody said there's another documentary about it on Amazon Prime. It's the same story, uh, but made by a different company. So it could be quite interesting, couldn't it? You know, what's interesting about documentaries, because of I guess they start with an agenda and then they try and fulfil the agenda. Um, but that's the wrong thing that, about the documentary. This is this is a problem. Yes. What you'd like to do I don't is, want a documentary to start with an agenda. I just want the documentary to give me the facts. Yes. 
But that means that it needs to give you a balanced me... view, right? And then yes. you, you can decide what you like. Yes. Or to let the documentary go wherever it goes. You or know? if it, there was that great one. What was the one with the guy in the loo at the end of the interviews? Oh, wow. And he went to the loo and he still had his microphone on and oh confessed God, I don't know to this everything. One. Oh, God. <gasps> do you remember that? I do, yeah, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, it was so good. And you're, you're listening and at the end and you think, oh, my God, what did he just say? And all the way through, it had been so brilliantly yeah. neutral that you're like, oh, my God, he's just confessed. We've got to find out what that is. If anyone can Please, remember, please listeners, send us a message. Send us a message. Um, thanks very much, everybody. Um, we're going to do a couple more of these, and then we're going to take August off, right? Yes. Okay. We are. Can I just quickly say something? Mm-hmm. I've been piling through the Sabra hummus. Yes, you have, haven't you? Yeah. And what I didn't realise was that at the bottom there are whole chickpeas. Oh, is that where all the crunch is then? Give us an, another crisp bread. Here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right? We've got to get more of this. You've got to get more. Mm. But we won't get any of the fancy ones, just the plain old Mm. extra hummus. But now we know why it's extra. It's got, like... It's got extra in it. Extra stuff in it. Yeah, very Um, nice. We love you. Thanks for being in touch. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show. And we will see you next week. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.